Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to uh, our continuing coverage of The Witcher 3. This is either part 17 of the main game or part one of the DLC, however you want to define it. Part 17. Okay. <laughs> Regardless, yes, today we've started work on the first of the major Witcher 3 expansions, uh, Heart of Stone. Yes, and oh, oh, I did want to go back and say weeks later, you were right. <laughs> I forgot to bring this up before because I forget everything all the time. And I, and I had to specifically write it down this time so I would actually remember. I'm very eager to hear, now that you've conceded that I am correct. <laughs> we looked it up immediately after the episode, and it turns out that you were right. The elf that the other elf was in love with was from Witcher Earth, or whatever they call it. Yeah. But for lack of a better witcher understanding witcher earth yeah and she clearly didn't love him correct because he was like hey you should use this when you decide that you miss me and she's like okay well i'm just gonna stick this in a hole and never look at it again like when you decide you love me you can use this and you'll come right to me and she's like cool i'm gonna leave that on earth and never ever touch it again <laughs> yep exactly so yeah but getting into the dlc it so i guess first things first I found that money sink you were talking about last well, episode. Even before then, we have to get there because the first quest is talking to this Oxenfurt guy. Oh, no, you can get to you can go do the money sink before that. I did. You can because yep. I didn't even do nothing even opened up until you talked to that guy. Oh, no, I've had that quest in my inventory for ages. And you know why? Because I read all those bulleted boards that you always gave me crap about. Oh, whatever. I, this have, again. Had, I have had that quest actually since like act one of the game then why didn't you go do it because this is like amazing because it takes a level 32 quest yeah because by the time you get to level 32 you better have 30 grand yeah which i did easily that was only like half the money i had but still it's not only just that so you get there and this guy has a quest to it's for runes yes he's a runesmith and from faraway lands uh, you get the ability to basically make your runes better and everything. And all it, of those... It gives you basically like rune words from Diablo 2. And all... But more than that, you can now add slots to all of your items. Yes, which was amazing that you can just be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to add a socket. So this blue that I really, really want, you can be like, yeah, this has three sockets now and it's got everything I want. Plus, he's also a master swordsmith. Yes. On top of everything else. This guy is amazing. And on top of that, it's just like, where have you been my whole life? Right. And it's like all these runes and sigils I've been sitting on this whole time. Like I have. I've just been selling them. Mm -hmm. But now he took the rest of my money because now I have a reason to actually want to craft more runes. Right. Yes. All these rune diagrams and stuff, I might actually use them. So these things that I've been ignoring the entire game, I'm now like, ooh, finally I can get as many runes as I want. But yeah, you put a set of three runes and you can get a bonus that's better than any of the runes individually. Yes. And like some are... Like some are things like just health regen and... There was one that I had the stuff for that I thought was interesting. I'm not going to do because I like the... When your adrenaline maxes out, it will gradually drain. But during that time, like, everything is buffed. Yeah, it, it's... It gives you way more options and way more control of how you're going to use your runes and your power. And it's almost like a 
when I was complaining about not having additional skills and mm-hmm. stuff, it's like, well, here you go. You basically just add those to, to your gear. Your gear. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally just about to say that. It's it's nice to have this new method of advancement, considering it felt like we were basically slamming into the wall of the limits of the previous version. And that being said, I do want to point out that I did make do. I have activated mods. Because, of course, and the two that I immediately jumped to were Unlimited Inventory. I'm very jealous of you just for that. And Fast Travel from Anywhere. Okay, which I'm going to go ahead and get on my high horse here for a second. That should not be a mod. That should just be how it works. I understand that. Except it's a little flaky because mod. Sure. It does not ask you for confirmation. So if you just go to look at the world map and... Click on a fast travel point, boom, load, and you're there. Does it teleport you out in combat? Yeah. Well, so you can you can use it as an emergency oh no button that you're gonna die. In the middle of quests and everything. Oh wow. You could be in the middle of a quest and just bamf out of there. And I, it's like I wonder if you would have like well, let's not get ahead, but I wonder if like you could break the game by teleporting out during like a sequence where you're stuck somewhere. Mm-mm, like you're in a prison cell later in the game. Yeah, or like <laughs> even things like when you're in that Gwent tournament, you can't leave the building. It's like, Boof! I don't know, but now I have the unlimited ultimate power to be able to test all this out because now I can just bamf whenever I want. I like, and I like how you describe it as bamfing. I will say... Now, the prison cell thing, you wouldn't have an option because that's basically all... Like, you have no ability to get to stuff during Yeah, that, it's all but. scripted. I know that. But if it wasn't, I could just... Yeah. Poof. I will say, now that the end of the game has occurred, and I believe it's because it's the end of the game, I don't have the ridiculous recap of the entire story all over again. The whole dandelion thing is nice, as a narrator every once in a while. Every single time you need to load. So when I died to the crones multiple times, I was going into an actual legitimate rage because every single time I needed to do that, it would go, and Cirilla went out to do the thing and got the stuff and now we're here and then Cirilla decided we needed to do this quest and 10 minutes later, it's like, by the way, I'm now loading. So there's a You couple- didn't even load while this was happening? Why? So there's a couple of things. One is it is loading because you like at least on the console version, you can see the loading bar while he's talking. Um but a couple parts of it, so okay, like that's there to make it so it's not as boring of a loading screen, which is uh, nice, I guess. But one it can finish loading and you still have to sit there and wait for him to finish, which is terrible. And that's you should what be I'm able saying. to skip there's, it. There's no dude. I have done fast travel so many times at this point because I now have this unlimited power. And the loading is like, boom, I'm there. And it goes, load, 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 and I'm there. There are so many times where it's finished the story, at least on the computer version. It has finished the story, and then it started loading. And I think the reason for that is because... On a lot of people's computers, where the load times are going to be significantly faster than consoles, they're like, oh, it almost seems like this needs to be there for some unknown reason. So I'm sure 
the whole idea of that was so that like when people would remember what they were doing when they came back. But the thing about that is then it should really only play when you're like loading a, a game, not or like sitting down for the first time, not every single time you fast travel or whatever. Between yeah. any time you changed regions, because like okay, if you fast travel from one spot in Velen to another, then okay. But as soon as you left, it'd be like, oh, you're in Skellige now, so let's summarize the entire Skellige story. And you're right. There are times when you're going from one place to another and it's relatively quick, a lot of times they would just skip the story in general. But it's just like every time you die and do load last save, it goes through that snippet of story that it just happens to say. And it's like, stop, just stop. And I'm like, why can't I just kill these crones? I don't want to sit through this again. I just want to kill them. And now I'm going into an infinite almighty rage because this is happening. And then I die and I'm like, I want to destroy everything that exists on my computer station. I need all of it to go to the depths of the sea and be <laughs> annihilated under the pressure. Everything that I know and love, I now hate because of this scenario. Stop loading! Because it's like, I just want to get back into the game. I just want to try again. This stupid load. Please stop with this whole loading thing. But now that I'm at the end of the game, so far the DLC has not done that at all. And I'm so happy. It's really interesting that they changed it to that because, you know, at first I was like, oh, okay, here's a quick summary when you load or whatever. That's cool to remind you. So it is interesting because, yeah, at first I was like, oh, well, this is really kind of nice that you, you know, get this little reminder or whatever, but I completely agree they did it way too often, and especially near the end of the game when the summary kept getting longer and longer, I was almost always done loading way before he stopped talking. And it was strange because, like, in the first two games, Dandelion's narration was basically just a between-acts thing or whatever, where he would just be like, and then the Witcher went here, and his mission in this area was done, but it was time to move on to the next or whatever, and... So it wasn't a constant reminder the way it was in 3. It was just sort of, you know, bridging the gaps between one area and the next. And it's so... It makes me so happy when I was talking about, oh, well, this game feels empty and I'll do New Game Plus. I'm like, give me the emptiness. As long as there's no loading screen, I will take an infinite amount of emptiness. All of the NPCs let's, are gone. Make the entire area nothing. Let's just make this No Man's Sky and it's just you walking around in nothingness. As long as there's no more loading summary, I will take anything. But getting back to the DLC. Yes. After you you come across the giant money sink to deal with all the money problems that existed in the first game, because now I have noticed, now that I'm in the DLC, the DLC merchants constantly fluctuate their prices. Oh, one thing I noticed. So the first merchant I found who was in the same area as the rune guy, but just like a regular merchant, I bought stuff from, I did what I usually do. I bought stuff from him, went and equipped my stuff you know, equip my new gear or whatever, because of course now we're in the DLC, all of a sudden the shop has better things, right? Left, came back, all the money I just gave him was gone, so I couldn't sell him hardly anything. Yeah, they fluctuate. They, they fluctuate, in my opinion, too often. Yeah, this is more like the stuff that I was talking about at the beginning, where it's like all of a sudden, oh, oh, okay, where it just changes almost instantly. Yeah, and it's kind of like, um, it was kind of a problem before, but now it's like a... Mm -hmm. 
mega problem because what's going on now i can't get any of the money back because i left the conversation and just talked to him again yep and you can't change your gear in the middle of a conversation so equipping your new gear and selling your old gear isn't really even an option Mm -hmm. unless you just go to a different guy who happens to have money luckily the rune guy almost always has a ridiculous amount of money yeah he's he's like loaded now now that he's like maxed out what he can do I did find it really funny because uh, every time Geralt donates, like you, you donate to him in steps, you give him, you know, and, and, and to his credit in the beginning, he goes, oh, well, the, you know, my tools are very expensive for the work I'm doing. So it'll take a lot of money to get me back on the feet. And, and Geralt's like, well, here's five grand. And he goes, oh, that's enough for a basic set. But if you want more, you're going to have to give me a lot more money. Ten grand later. <laughs> and then he also needs Jade. Yeah. That you need to go get for him. But I really like after the third time you do this and you've given him 15 grand. So now you're up to a total of 30,000 crowns. He's like, yes, I'm going to need some more jewels. And Geralt's like, like, no, "No, we're done. This is it. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Weird how the guy has 14,000 some dollars every single time I talk to him. And the last amount I gave him was 15,000. Weird, man, how... But after Geralt's immediately like, no, it just cuts ahead to a few days later. He's like, good news, I found everything I need. <laughs> like, yes, you did. You're not getting more money. As I can imagine, a lot of the people are like, cool, so here's all of my money now gone. And it just reminds me, there was this game that we played a long time ago that was called Kingdom of Loathing, and they had a... Yes. They had a bug. I think they called it Black Tuesday, Mm -hmm. where they came out with this new item that was called Meat Vortex. It would suck away... Meat in Kingdom of Loathing was money. Yes, meat was money. And basically, the whole point of this item was... When you used it, it would suck away a portion of your money. There was a bug. If you had no meat, it would suddenly give you like your overflow and you would have a ridiculous amount. It would give you a ton of meat, which you could just then throw into the bank and do over and over and over. So they had a massive imbalance of meat. And what they did is over time, they had these ridiculous items that would cost you like millions 8 and millions. million meat yeah. every time you wanted to get one. And, and I had they added like a lottery system and stuff to try to get yeah, ways to suck money out of the economy. And I, I had actually, this is even back before my Reseteer days, I had played the game so much that I understood the economy of everything and had my own shop and was able to make a ton of money and buy super rare expensive items that when I log into my account, I still have, but I don't think are worth nearly as much as they used to be. No, I I think the prices have finally gotten back to closer to normal. So I just remember having ridiculous amounts of money because I was gaming the system to get whatever I wanted. Hence you being really good at Reseteer later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and in this case, these were real people. I really should set aside like 200 bucks or something and do some stuff on the stock market, but I just don't have enough time to be really good at it. Maybe someday if we ever do nothing but talk to people through a podcast all the time, which even though, even in that scenario... Please give us money. (laughs) (laughs) Even in that scenario... I'll be working on the podcast all the time, so I won't be able to do it anymore. Well, at that point, we'll be like the McElroys and just have a podcast empire, right? (laughs) There we go. 
<laughs> Three podcasts later, maybe finally I'll be able to get into my stock market dreams. But regardless, I'm, I'm getting way off track. This just reminded me of that Kingdom of Loathing experience Which, of we screwed up. We need to put a money sink in to figure this out. And so many other games have done that. Like that's what uh, repairing has almost always been in like almost every MMO, for example, having to constantly repair your gear is how they drain some of the money out of the economy because it just goes into a black hole while we're briefly on the subject of kingdom of loathing though have you played their new game because it's awesome i bought it but i haven't played it yet yeah west of loathing is great yeah i bought it but i have not played it yet but maybe that'll be a one shot in the future maybe it will because it's a lot of fun it's, <laughs> it's just like a single player version of the game and i like it <laughs> but with like graphics and stuff but so we i guess getting back onto the main dlc story so the first thing you do is you basically get a quest to go talk to this random dude and i actually did this before i did the final battle with with siri and everything because one of the other problems i have is when you're going through your quest list and you're going on a specific mission to do a specific thing, a lot of times you come across buried treasure or something like that. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, that buried treasure is just a map to the actual treasure. Yeah. Well, that it you then need to track the new quest. Mm -hmm. So what I did on the way was I did that in the midst of doing some final preparation thing, and what it did was because the main quest was a lower level than what the ending final preparations quest was. Instead of defaulting back to the quest I was working on, it just defaulted back to the quest that was at the top of the main quest list, which just happened to be the first DLC. I didn't notice it until it got there, and I'm like, I don't know any of you people. What is going on? Yeah, uh, I will say, though, just as far as that goes, it took me a little while to realize this, but there's actually two different markers for buried treasure, and one of them is called hidden treasure, and that's the ones that, that give you, like, a map that leads you to a mission for the actual treasure. Oh, okay. And then there's buried treasure, which are the ones that are just, the treasure chest is here, and that's the thing, and there's no extra quest. Hidden involved. treasure, for me, seems to show up a lot more than buried, but yeah, I also I, no, don't do all the question marks. It does. Hidden treasure seems to be very, very common especially in Skellige where there's so many question marks like out in the water. Yes. Although a lot of those end like up being caches. like smuggler caches, which are amazing. Yeah. Because when I got to a point where I was like, I don't really feel like doing quests right now, I started knocking out the Skellige question marks. Well, there was... There's so... What I found many. really funny was there was a smuggler cache right outside of Novigrad. Mm -hmm. Right in the pool that's right there. And it's like, guards, did... How did you not notice this? How did you not see this? How did you not notice that there were weird floating boxes with chains wrapped around them right outside of Novigrad? I mean, come on now. I, so one thing I do want to say, now that we're getting into the DLC, uh, before we spend too much time on the plot, I guess a couple things. One is, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like the difficulty has jumped a ton. Like, I'm having a lot more trouble even on, like, Drowners and other standard enemies than I did in the main game, I think, ever. Like, I I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is just that the level is pretty close, is, like, actually equivalent to me again in a way that it hasn't been in a long time. But, like, I just feel like they do so much more damage and take so many hits to kill compared to what I'm used to. So, I'm having the same experience as you, but for me... So, when I went back and I started doing New Game Plus... 
the game felt like the beginning of the game again, where you were under leveled, everything was more powerful than you, and it just you had to be more meticulous about your attacks. And yeah. so as soon as I went into the DLC, I'm like, oh, this just feels like the beginning of the game initially. Yeah, and you're right, because now that you say that, yes, I remember because we complained about, like, especially leaving the tutorial area and first showing up in Velen for the first time. It was so... Because we complained about how long it took you to level up, and now it's just like, once you got to the end of the game, it was, oh, I got a level. I don't... It, it, it literally means nothing to me at this yeah. point. That just means I might find better gear that I can wear. Right. Yeah, at this point, that's really all leveling up seems to be is, oh, okay, well, that's another level's worth of items. But now that we're in the DLC, leveling up is actually important again. Right. Because when you look at merchants, even if you go back to the other merchants, they have items that are like level 39, 36, 37. And the game definitely feels much like it did initially. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I don't, it's more difficult in the sense that I have to spend more time on each fight, but the more time I'm spending is just like, oh, well, this just feels like the beginning of the yeah, game. Yeah, like, I, I'm not, it's not a complaint. I mean, it, I guess it's a complaint a little bit in the sense that it's a lot harder than it felt like it was, but I think it's for the best because it was just really easy to kind of breeze through the game there near the end. And that just goes to show like how over leveled we were. Right. And that's the one thing is like, that's what was so frustrating me when I would suddenly become Siri and have difficulty because it's like, I don't have the upgrades that I do with Geralt. Right. Yeah. All the Siri stuff is like, she's basically just at a set level of stat for this challenge and that's it. The Siri stuff feels like always the beginning of the game until you get to the end when you're like a super Saiyan. And yeah. And then everything just dies in one hit and it's the best feeling. Yeah. And she's just way more powerful than Geralt because it's like, oh, dead, 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 yes. And then it, it gets to the point where she's like, ah, I'm having difficulty standing up and everything. It's like, are you kidding me? What you were just doing? You're basically like immortal now. You're amazing. Yeah. And Geralt's like, oh, I need to help you. And like, no, no, no. Like, Crate wasn't there initially. She just summoned the boat to her <laughs> using her amazing powers and then crashed the boat into it. And Crate's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm here now now and oh now i'm dead it's like i wasn't even actually planning to fight i was just cleaning my regular boat now it's on the bed to fight yeah it's weird this this dude seems really important though um but it makes his death seem a lot more sad the way we're describing it here <laughs> siri just killed one of her friends Murderer. Uh, so you get to this guy and first you get there and it's a whole bunch of these people who call themselves the wild ones and they're Dicks. Yeah, I they're, they're the kids. Hate them. They are the sons and daughters of nobles, and they're clearly just like the rich kids who just want to party all the time and don't care about anything. They're like, we were Redanian soldiers, and we were Redanian royals, and they also, we just do whatever we want, and we were, or no, they weren't the ones betrayed. This was somebody else. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, they're nobles, and they're just, we just do whatever we want whenever we want. Mm-hmm. At least their leader sort of reigns them in from time to time. And it was more interesting than most of them just by virtue of the fact that he actually had, like, sort of a personality other than Let's Party. Yes. Although when they take you upstairs to meet him, the very first interaction you have with him is him basically talking about art and then destroying a statue just for fun. And he's like, oh, this statue is too perfect. It needs some scratches or it needs some sort of blemish to be anything. And then he just immediately smashes it. And it's like, what was the point of that? Also, like, all I could think of the time was, so this dude's rich enough that he can literally destroy, like, priceless artwork and he just doesn't care. 
you know, like what, what is this? Who is this guy? Right. And why do I even care about him? And when they're taking you to him, they're like, oh, you're here for this job, but you need to impress him. He doesn't have to give it to you. Yeah. And Geralt's like, what are you talking about? He needs me to kill the monster. He's like, no, he needs the monster to die. He doesn't need you to kill it. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we're off to a great start. Like, so I already don't really care for this dude. And then he keeps making you follow him around and, oh, go have a drink. And it's just like, just get to the point. And then he finally gets to the point and it turns out there's this monster in the sewers that you need to go attack because it's killing villagers. Which... He talks about there's a rumor going around in Oxenfurt about a prince who turned into a frog in the sewers, but you don't hear that from him. I you hear that from multiple people in the quest line. You never hear it directly from him. No, you do, because that's why he sent you on it originally, he said, because his maid was one of the victims because she had got this full idea in her head and she went down there and it ended with her, her death. Oh, really? Yeah. I never thought he specifically mentioned that. Which, in perhaps a bit of foreshadowing... Yeah, you find out he definitely knew that it was a prince. Right, but even before any of that, like, while you're in there, they're throwing knives at a picture of a frog, which didn't register a ton at the time, but looking back on it, I'm immediately like, that was foreshadowing. Yeah, it's very clear, and uh, yeah, I mean, fast forward, it was definitely him he definitely knew and it was definitely a prince and this guy's just a douche yeah but so when you leave this uh lady comes up and she basically says hey one of my friends was killed recently and i'm super upset about that and she keeps calling you like some derogatory name and basically saying that you're a freak and she's like push peepers yes and he goes i mean can't you just do it yourself if you're so great and she's like well i just don't want to sort of like well, i can't leave well no what, what she said was if i knew who it was i would have done it myself but you find things with those puss peepers and so i would have just been like okay he's here you go deal with it yeah and then he says well i think there was even a dialogue option to say okay i'll tell you where he is and she's like yeah but if you're already there you might as well kill the people i was looking at it and this is just kind i guess kind of a a knock on myself here, but I was really confused for a while because again, she kept calling him puss peepers. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, right. He has cat eyes. She's yes. just saying cat eyes in a really stupid way. She's just an idiot. But I'm like, where did you get puss peepers? I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. She's just the worst. Well, second worst because the, the main guy's the worst. Well, third worst because Horson Jr. is still worse. True. Fourth worst, Crohn's. Okay, so... The, the moral where we're going here is there's a lot of really bad people in this game. There, there's a lot of terrible people. And so... So you go to Oxenfurt and... Well, I, did you deal with her stuff? Because I actually did her stuff. I haven't, so why don't you go ahead and just elaborate on it. And basically, you go to this place. Her friend was cooking up fist tech. Mm-hmm. Basically, she, he's a yeah, drug dealer. She, she, which mentioned she mentioned that, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why I want to help you figure out your drug dealer friend's problems, but whatever. You get there, he's dead. Turns out so a bunch right, of at least. <laughs> turns out a bunch of Redanian soldiers were actually the ones that killed him, and they were Redanian soldiers that were basically abandoned after everything kind of not after the war. Not <laughs> even after the war, because the war is still technically happening because there's still Redanian soldiers everywhere. These were basically Redanian soldiers that were abandoned because they were given two options: either toe the line with the new king or 
they kind of were like, yeah, no, I don't know if I'm super okay with this. And they're like, fine, you're either dead or banished. Because again, the king that we killed was a terrible person. So all of these Redanian soldiers were abandoned and then they just went off and did their own thing. And apparently their own thing became massive drug dealers. And then they were upset that he was also dealing drugs. So they shot him, stole all of his stuff. And then so he was he was uh, mooching on their territory. Exactly. He, he was Walter White, except things didn't go well for him. <laughs> yeah. And his fist deck probably wasn't blue. <laughs> but I guess the other small thing while I'm thinking about it is now since we were up in that area, I'm so glad that I finally get to clear out some of the stuff up there because I kept being kind of like every once in a while, I'll get the urge to go and clean up question marks. And then I'd be like, why is everything up here so strong? And that's why, because apparently this area is the DLC area. You just could get there from the beginning. Yeah. Like, um, why am I running into level 34s? Right. Yeah. I would be like, we're just wandering around the game. I'm like, Skellige was like level 16. This is double that. What is happening? What is going on? Why is a drowner level 30? So now I can finally clean out that stuff because those are like the last question marks left. I never get the urge to clean up question marks because there is so much game. I said I was going to clean them all out and I'm doing it. That's insanity. And there's no way you're going to finish this by the time we end this podcast because I will not let you. We'll see. We won't see. I am going to be like, we're done. Whether you finished or not, I'm talking about the ending. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) 17 17 episodes from now, Andrew's finished the last question mark, and we can finally move on to the new game, which is, by the time this comes out, Cyberpunk 3077. (laughs) No, but I've already gotten most of the question marks, so it's not like I'm not already getting there. Ah, okay. I've got some left in Skellige, and in this new area, and that's it. And And whatever's going to be in Gwent deck? All but like three cards. That's a surprise, because last time you were significantly lower. Than I that. will admit, I actually went online and looked up where some of them were so I could finish it. <laughs> the, the only ones I'm still missing are the ones that are just like, you randomly win this card. I'm like, randomly win it where? Because I've played everybody that I can find. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have three cards left that I'm missing. What's really weird is now that the game has kind of reset, Almost every single merchant that you could play before now allows you to play Gwent again, and they still give you a card. Oh, so maybe I can finally get those last couple. You can't, because I'm still missing three, so there are still people that I'm missing. Well, and the very first merchant I found had new Gwent cards, so now there's more cards. Yes. Because I found that very first merchant, the one that his stock reset and his money went back, had three brand new cards that I had never seen before. Yep. Two leaders and one that w- was interesting. Oh? Well, it's a character that we'll be talking about very shortly. Oh. Okay. So you get there, and so I guess we'll just continue on with this whole frog quest. So yeah. you get to Oxenfurt, and you meet a medic named... Sh- Shawnee. Shawnee. Who uh, Geralt recognizes, and I know Chris doesn't, but... I recognized because I have played the other games. Shawnee was the other romance option other than Triss in the first game. Triss with short hair. I refer to her yeah, as. But, and no magic ability. Sure. But no, but Shawnee was, and when you meet her in the first game, so one of the main plot points of the first game is there's a plague going on in like the capital city of, um, uh, of the main. Oh my God. Why did I blank on it again? 
Tamaria? Yes, Tamaria. Oh my god. I almost said to Saint, and I'm like, no, that's an area we How can't get to How are you still messing that I up? I don't know. You sided with them. I know. I didn't even know Tamaria was a thing until halfway through this game. But, so, you're in the capital of Tamaria in the first game, and there's a plague, and, like, one of the big, you know, act quests is they won't let you advance until this plague is cleared because they've quarantined this area of the city. And that's when you meet Shani because she's running, like, a makeshift medic thing in one of the churches of the Eternal Fire. And... And from there, like, you know, you can work with her the rest of the game after that. So so getting to see her again, from my perspective, was, you know, pretty cool because she's not mentioned at all in two to the point where, like, people were like, yeah, it really makes the most sense to romance Triss in one because at least she's in two and Shawnee just apparently fell off the face of the planet. <laughs> they have a lot of stuff to cover and it's like, ah, well, we don't really know. Um... So yeah, getting to see Shawnee again was kind of cool, and one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, well, now that they're in the DLC and stuff, now they can do these little, like, random fan service, like, callback things, so I thought that was neat. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she wants to go with you. She was down there to, she's been doing some medic work for the Redanians when she's not doing, like, her clinic in town, she said, and they sent her down there to try to get a sample of this, whatever this mysterious monster is. Like, it's Venom. Because there's been people getting sick because its venom has started to infect wells and stuff in the area since it's living in the sewers. So she's trying to find a cure. And her whole group gets killed by the monster. Surprise. Because when you find the monster and you kind of talk to her and back and forth a little bit, when you find it, it's this gigantic frog toad thing. Like 10, 20 feet tall. It's huge. Yeah. And I'll be honest, that was the point where the game really sunk in how much harder the DLC was going for me than anything else. That frog wrecked me repeatedly. I got it on the first try, but... Oh, I did not. (laughs) It took me forever. One of the things that I noticed, and I do want to point out that yes, I do have mods, but the only thing that I have actually changed up to this point is annoyances like space and um fast travel fast travel it's been important to me not to change any other facet of the game because i don't want to i don't want to be like oh yeah i'm just blowing through everything and you just suck it's not something like that it's i want to make sure that i'm having the similar experience that you are except i want mine to be a little easier but yeah so that frog sucked second level yard in the thing is, I don't know if it's just this boss or other bosses would do this too. I'm pretty sure it's just this boss so far. Second Yarden, if you hit it, it would attack the boss and hold it in place. Oh, nice. For a brief period of time. And then you could run over and attack it a bunch and then leave. Because the one thing that was difficult about this fight was... And I've definitely, now that I'm at the beginning of the game, well, not the beginning of the game, but the the DLC, I'm constantly blowing through alcohol less because I'm using potions, mm-hmm. I'm using everything to heal myself all these back thi- up. All these things that we haven't had be doing for a while, all of a sudden I'm like chugging them. All these things that I forgot about entirely. Yeah. And now I have the money and resources to upgrade all of my potions, and now I'm like, yes. Upgrade everything, please. Which is which I one of the things I noticed that's really nice is when you upgrade the potions, not only do they get stronger, but you carry more of them. Yes. Because there's one that's just straight up immediate health. Mm-hmm. Which isn't like food where you get health but over time. It's or just, even like the swallow potion, which is still over time. It's just immediate health. 
And now that I have it completely maxed out, it's just like I could be all the way almost dead, pop that thing, and it's like full bar. And so I am constantly chugging potions up to my toxicity and everything because I need it. Mm -hmm. And in that fight, it was it kind of reminds me of like a Dark Souls-esque type thing where the fight is easier if you figure out what to do. And this thing is hopping and jumping constantly. Like when you roll over to it, you can maybe get one sword swing and then it'll hop away. away, Yeah. And then hop away far enough that it could like lick you up and and suck you in. Which did a ton of damage. Yes. Which is what almost always got me was when it would get me with its tongue. And I'm like, well, I'm dead now. And so me figuring out relatively early in the fight that because my thing was always drop a second level Yarden and while I'm doing other stuff, it'll attack it. I dropped a second level Yarden and I kind of ran away so I could figure out, so I could quickly change to my shield. And then suddenly the frog was moving about and my Yarden was gone. And I'm like, what? What happened? What is going on? But I noticed the frog didn't move. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I waited for it to recharge. I popped it again. And then I noticed that as soon as it, because it has these lightning barbs that stick out and attack things one by one. The lightning bar would stick out, attack it, attached to it, and it would sit there and it couldn't move. And then I was like, sweet. So then I ran over and I just attacked it. And then I would just do that over and over and over again. And I was able to chip it away slowly over time and then just keep my distance by keep rolling um, in other instances. And that's how I was able to kind of um, eventually, not easily, but take it out over an extended period of time. Well, it turns out this is where you find out, wow, it's true. It actually is a prince. Yeah, because on the way, you actually find a bunch of corpses of women who apparently came down here looking for the prince. That are like covered in slime. And there are other dudes that tried to come down and fight it on its own. Yeah, this monster was a big deal. And so video game movie perfection of as soon as you kill it, it turns out the guards have shown up of... These are the prince's royal guards that are come here to fix the prince and get him back. And I'm like, that's oh. what I'm talking about, how you're in a prison cell immediately. Yeah, because a girl passes out because this fight was really hard. <laughs> well, no, it's because he got all the gunk on him. Because the final blow was scratching it from beneath. Slicing it in the stomach open, yeah. And all of that stuff went all over Garrett. And yeah. even though Geralt is immune to a lot of that stuff. I mean, he can still be overwhelmed because, like, that's why potion toxicity is a thing. Exactly. And so he it just takes way more than it does other people. He passes out. And right before he passes out, he sees the guards and he notices, hey, that's a person now. That's weird. And it didn't even dawn on me at the time because I'm like, did this thing eat a person? And he just fell out? Like, what's going on and then when they turned the body over and they had the gas i was like oh so all of this lead up it really was was a prince prince. this is super not good yeah so you wake up on a prison cell on a boat because they're trying to take you back to their uh ophir so some nation we've never been to yes and and I don't think it's that new nation on the map. No, it's not, because that's like Toussaint or something. Yeah. Also, they were going the other way because they were headed north, and Toussaint's like way in the south. Yeah. So you're on this boat, and it's real bad, and you're it's pretty obvious they're basically sending you to die. Because since they couldn't save the prince, they're taking the prince's murderer back to be hung. And, and- their guide, who didn't get them there fast enough. 
Yeah, that poor guy. Who was taking it surprisingly well. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, well, you know, this is just, this is the way it is. You know, it's really my fault if I got them there sooner and not really dilly-dallied, then, you know, things would be better. And I'm like, I know I'm going to get out of this, but can I take him too? Yeah, like he seems like a pretty cool dude. He's pretty chill, yeah. And it's a language that Geralt can't speak at all. Like, Like, when the soldiers of the Empire talked in the main game, they spoke out loud in a different language, but it subtitled it. Yes. You don't get that with these guys. You don't know anything they're saying. Except this guy does, and he is, that's why he was their guide. Because he could translate, yeah. And at one point, Geralt asks, how do you say, take me to your captain? Did you get it right? Uh, No. I did. It was the very bottom option. And the only reason I got it right is because I was sitting there eating food when it came up the first time. And I wasn't paying attention. And then when I looked up, I saw three options and my bar go boop. And it defaulted to the first one and it was wrong. And I was like, I didn't even get an opportunity. So I went back and then I actually paid attention, but I knew I needed to pay attention. So there's kind of that. But I was like, I actually want to do it, but I wasn't paying attention (laughs) because I was eating and trying to get content. You know, get farther. Content for the content mill. And so I went back, and then I ended up... If I didn't get it right that time, I was just going to leave it be, but I did get it right, and all you get is experience. It does not change anything. I figured. Um, Because then he basically says, what did he say? And he's like, yeah, sit down, shut up, you'll hang in two weeks. Whereas the first time, it said, sit down, shut up, you'll hang in two weeks, and... We'll see who's laughing then. Yeah, and then he goes, wait, what did I say? And he talked about how... At least the option I chose, which was the first one. Something about his aunt and a hat. Yeah. (laughs) You want to try on his aunt's hats or something? And the guy's like, oh. (laughs) Oh, cool. But then everything kind of... Your dude mentions, I'm a little tired. Yeah. You should get some sleep. And that guy that you talked to in the very beginning of The Witcher 3 that tells you where Yennefer's at... shows so, up. So since you've recently done New Game Plus, did you know who this guy was when he showed up? Yes. Is he the guy like in the cart at the beginning? No. He is the guy that... there. So there are two people that you can talk to in the very beginning of the game. Well, there are three. There are those guys at the beginning area. That just kind of like blow you off. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up is the fact that in the beginning area, now that I have the influence minds you can use that on those guys so not only is new game plus sort of like an afterthought that they threw in there but they're like hey here's an extra dialogue options because you have this thing now that's cool and because i used it and they're like the his friend i use it on the one guy and then he tells me exactly what i wanted to know his friend goes hey this freak's messing with his oh, mind no, no, no. i did that that was that existed i because i distinctly remember doing that And having that reaction. But how did you even have a skill point yet? You have the level one version of it back then. It's only if you, you only have to equip it to have the extra ones. But I remember having that happen. Specifically that dialogue of this freak's messing with his mind. I didn't remember until you said that. But I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that now. Okay, well, well, I thought it was new. It wasn't. But I know who you're talking. Now that I'm thinking back there. Yes, there's the guy you go sit with. Who, like, there's the guy that you play Gwent with. And then there's the other guy who specifically asks you is this a quest for love? And then, because I knew I wanted to end up with Yennefer, I said yes, and he goes, ooh, I knew it. I just love a good love story. And then he tells you exactly what you want to know, and then you basically immediately find Yennefer after that. And it's like... So... 
because he's the one that sends you to the Nilfgaardians who know where she is and will tell you if the you Griffin. fight the Griffin. Yeah. It's that guy. Yeah. I, that was, I, and as soon as I started talking, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember him. And now I'm thinking, did they have that planned from the beginning? Or did they just decide to reuse a character that they had thrown in there? I don't know. I have to think that they did because this guy acted so weird and I completely forgot about it entirely. Because you never see him again during the main game. It never comes up, never once. It it had to have been. It would not surprise me if it was planned from the beginning because I know at least one other game did things like that. And it's one of my favorite games of all times because Fallout New Vegas, all the DLC is basically referenced from the very beginning. And there's stuff that comes up. There's an entire side plot that comes up at like the very beginning of the game that all the DLC ties into. And I was like, whoa. Even more woe is the fact that this dude has the ability to summon storms. Well, first, woe, why is he even on this boat? Yeah, and then the other woe is he's like, yeah, I want you to show up at the crossroads between X and Y, and I'm like... At midnight, yeah. Okay, so you're a demon. I've yeah. watched enough Supernatural to know how things work, and you're a demon. Right, and I want to say, because I we were talking about this before we started recording, but I I have to say, for as good as Geralt is as recognizing every other monster in existence, he seems to have absolutely no idea what he's dealing with here. To his credit, I... Are demons really a thing that comes up a lot? Considering all the monsters that are happening? Yes, Geralt should know something is up. Especially because Geralt specifically asks him, are you a mage? And he goes, spells? Spells are filthy. I would never use a spell. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. It's maybe at the very beginning, but the way he keeps answering the question, it's like, how have you not figured out what's going down here yet? Like, this dude is mega bad news. Yeah, because, yeah, he keeps asking, He's like, so are you a mate? No. What are you? Oh, I'm just a traveling merchant. Like, so does this guy owe you money? Oh, no, I would never do ursery. Something so base as trading money for interest. It's like, come on, Geralt. (laughs) Because he's specifically talking about the dude where later on you find out is very immortal. That Oxenfurt guy is he gets stabbed by some lady and he's just like, no, that sucks. Are you done? Okay, well, take her away. And then he just has his henchman kind of pull the sword out. And Geralt's the like... The servant lady? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because he kills... When you get there, his house is on fire. But this is after you talk to the whole So we're getting too thing. far ahead now, yeah. <laughs> so you have this conversation, and then he leaves a mark to remember you by, and it just like burns this brand onto Geralt's face, which, again... Whoa, Geralt, how did you not immediately catch on there's a problem when this happens? I think Geralt knows there's a problem. I just think that he doesn't know what to do. So he's just kind of like, I don't really have a choice at this point. No, I know. But it's just, again, like, even after that, you still have the questions like, so are you a mage? Like, asking all these things. It's like, I think he's just trying to feel out for what it may possibly be. I mean, probably. But at least I hope so. Unless there's some, like, gotcha moment of, oh, I should have realized it was a demon this whole time. Unless something like that occurs, I have to assume that Geralt just kind of is going with the flow because he doesn't really have another choice at the moment. Well, yeah. So after he does that, he vanishes and well he tells you that you need to yeah. you need to go to this oxenfurt guy well, i think that's his name well no he tells Ox- you you need, for, this is what he tells you you need to meet him at the crossroads because then the other guy in the other cell wakes up and is like who are you talking to and of course he's gone 
Oh, yeah. I was fast-forwarding well, through all of that well, because, and going right to the crossroads. Right, well, because then this crashes, and then Geralt escapes in the shipwreck. Yes. Because... Because a storm happened and immediately destroyed the ship, and it uh, turns out I was fast-forwarding through all of this because our friend dies. Yeah, which is very and you sad. have to bring that up again. But then, yeah, you escape and get to fight off the guards, which is which is another really hard fight because you don't have armor. Yeah, you do. You, you didn't bother to hit pause and check your inventory? Immediately upon hitting the sand, he picks up a sword, and I was like, cool, pause, and then equipped all of my stuff. No, I guess I didn't plan that far ahead, so that's on me. <laughs> so yeah, that must have been real fight, because you fight a mage for the first time in the entire game. And several swordsmen, and yeah, it hurt real bad. <laughs> You're just making this game much harder on yourself. Yeah, that one's on me. <laughs> I can't disagree. But that whole scene of him escaping, I, admittedly, from your perspective, why on earth would you think that suddenly you have an entire inventory? But I was like, I have a feeling I have my inventory now. I hit pause and I'm like, yep, there it is. Okay, let's go. So now me fast forwarding to the crossroads like I was doing before, which here's the thing on this podcast, if people don't understand, I skip around. So <laughs> me telling anything, it's a good thing you're here because I'd be like, oh yeah, well here's the crossroads thing. Oh, and then I totally forgot about the whole ship that was blowing up and our friend's dead. Um, oh, and Shawnee's here and we're hanging out and we're doing this thing. Um, <laughs> that would be me telling any story. In real well, life, yeah, so that's go, me telling So you go stories. meet him at the crossroads and he basically gives you an offer you literally can't refuse. <laughs> yeah. Whether you want to or not. And the offer is you have to fulfill. See, the thing is, he can't just, he needs to fulfill three wishes before this debt of this guy is paid. And it's very important to emphasize that he repeatedly refers to them as wishes and Geralt is like requests, which it was another moment of feeling like Geralt wasn't picking up what he was putting down on that guy. Not necessarily because they weren't really wishes. Well, yeah, but he didn't know that yet because... Because they really, because basically this guy's going to ask three things. So it's very clear that this dude was made immortal because he is immortal when you find him later. And it becomes very apparent that he made, I mean, he's not going to die until someone fulfills these three things. And that someone is is Geralt. Yeah. Because he basically says, go meet up with him and see what he wants see what he wants and you get there and 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 it was really interesting and not at all ominous that this you know merchant guy totally just normal merchant is like you know i think when it's all done all three of us will meet back here at the crossroads and have a good laugh at this adventure we shared together i'm like that sounds terrifying (laughs) yeah like none of this is jiving yeah (laughs) this is not good and but like how else is Geralt going to get out of this? And here's the good news is no witnesses because that entire party was killed. And unless they kind of sent a letter beforehand and said, yo, it was Geralt of Riviera, Rivia, because I'm going to say that wrong again. Um, oh, we were talking about the yeah the, the people that you yeah. yeah the people that you killed. Mike, I guess they're just never going to find out that their prince was either that or Geralt's just never going to have the to deal with this again. But so... You get there, his whole house is on fire. And and, and it's interesting because I guess the last thing before we move on there is the way the demon or whatever frames it is he's a man who refuses to make good on his debts. 
which obviously in this context means that he made a deal with the devil or whatever. I mean, in the typical parlance, and it's time to get his soul or whatever, and he's refusing to pay to but cooperate. He's refusing to pay on the fact that he was given a contract, and the contract was I come back or whatever, and I guess I'm immortal until these three things are done for me. Like, how did this this crossroads demon guy? Is apparently bad at his job. Well, it, he made it sound like he did, like, that he basically made this guy from a nobody into, like, immortal and super rich and all these other things. It's like, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to Dijkstra and be like, that was a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a really bad deal. You? Because there's a reason he sought out, as, as we find out later, and I'm not going to get to it yet, but there's definitely a reason why he sought this demon thing out. Which... The fact that this is the first time that there's ever a mention of demons at all, and apparently they have, like, ultimate power, it seems odd that this is the first mention of them. Because the fact that he keeps referring to wishes makes me wonder if this isn't just a djinn messing around with people. I mean, it's possible, but everything they're doing is pointing to... I mean, in terms of stories that we know outside of this universe, it's extremely very much a deal with the devil story, obviously. But... A djinn would have, like, a djinn would not need a proxy to no, you're fulfill right, but, three wishes. But it's just a matter of, like, like I mean, taken in, in context, the most likely thing is some kind of demon or devil, because, yes, like, the... Well, I think the thing with the proxy could be if the terms of the contract are that he can't do it himself, even though he theoretically could, because then it would basically be like, oh, it's done in two seconds, and sorry, you're done now. I guess it's possible that his final wish was, I want three more wishes. Maybe he's that guy that gets two things that he wants and then is immediately like, oh, I want one more thing. And that one more thing is, I want more wishes, which he's like, sure, but they have to be fulfilled by somebody else. And that's your wish forever. And they have to be things that a normal person could do or something. I... The thing is, we don't know enough about the story right. yet. But I mean, yeah, like the like I said, just taking it outside of the context of The Witcher, just in terms of how it is being presented as a story, it, it absolutely feels like the Faust or something story where it's like literally a guy signs a pact with the devil to get all this stuff. And then, like, I mean, that's clearly what they're going well, for in terms of how you It's a crossroads deal. Right. I mean, very clearly. He tells you to meet at a crossroads to make a deal. It's very clearly a crossroads demon. Yeah. Like, I really can't think of what else they're presenting here. No, I don't disagree. Like, I mean, that is what it is. But also, in the Witcher universe, there's never been a concept right. of demons to, that's to why my I was, knowledge. Th- that's why I was throwing out other possibilities. I was trying to say, like, within the confines of what we know in the universe so far, maybe it's a gender or whatever, even though it's being presented as what we would know as a crossroads demon. So you get there, and his whole house is on fire. And it's like, what is going on? This house is burning down. That's not great. (laughs) Nobody seems to care. And when you ask them about it, they're like, ah, we partied a little too hard. (laughs) Yeah. What? You, 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 you Andrew WK'd it (laughs) and party hard. And now the whole building is on fire. You, you have to be kidding me. And basically something happens. It's not really well established, but they murder some dude right in front of you. And Geralt's like, you're not going to do that. And they're like, yeah, we're going to because he wants it. And Geralt's kind of like, I mean, I guess there's really nothing I can do. You're going to kill him no matter what. But I kept every single choice I had was seriously, don't kill that guy. They kill that guy. And then when the main dude comes out, this woman 
the wife of the dude they just murdered stabs him through with a sword and is like, you killed my husband. And he's like, no, no, no. Your husband died because of a thing that he shouldn't have done, which he explained, but I forgot. <laughs> also doesn't really matter because yeah he it doesn't matter basically just wanted an excuse for this woman to stab Geralt to prove that he's like mega powerful because Geralt says was that whole show even really necessary and he goes occasionally a man needs to show his madness to be effective or something oh good this is just like a joker scenario or something fantastic just what we needed yeah awesome super great so then He's kind of talking to Geralt about how, uh, I hope you know who you're dealing with. I see by the mark exactly what's going on. And then the guy shows up and he goes, hey, Vaughn, whatever, long time no see, what's up, dude? And he goes, I really don't want to see you. You need to get out of here. And the guy's like, I'm here to collect on the debt that you owe me. And he goes, the contract clearly states that I need three things in order for that to happen. And he goes, that's what Geralt is for. He's going to do all of those things for you. He's like, cool. So now that all that's established, he gives you... Once again, the further we go into this, the more I'm like, oh no, I hate everything that's happening. (laughs) He gives you the first two things. The first thing is he wants a house. Geralt's like, I have no idea how I'm going to get that. The other thing is, you need to show my brother the time of his life. And so as Geralt's walking away after all this, because he goes, well, what's the third? And he goes, I'll tell you after you do the first two. Cool. Super glad that I'm doing what I've gotten myself into. Yeah. What bad could possibly come of this? So you're walking out and Geralt's like, how am I going to get a house? Well, our friend, the mirrors... That he Mr. keeps Mr. calling Mirror, himself yeah. shows up and he goes, actually, I think you're going to have that one's easy in comparison to the other one. And he goes, what? Why? Where's the brother? Well, he's been dead for years now. Oh, boy. okay. So Geralt's immediately like, well, I'm not a necromancer. I have no idea how I'm going to even do this. And he goes, oh, I think I have a way. Here's his brother's blood. You can do a blood summoning. That's what you need. You just need to find where he's buried. And Geralt's like, well, whose blood is this? And you don't know that it's his brother's right off the bat. But he's like, oh, it's just their family's blood. Don't worry about it. You don't need his blood. You just need the family's blood. And Geralt's like, where'd you get the blood? And he's like, it doesn't matter. Buddy. Actually, it it, really, really does. It actually kind of does matter. (laughs) Where'd you get the blood? Don't worry. Be happy. No, man. (laughs) You're not understanding here. The more you say that, the more worried I get. (laughs) Do you have a whole bunch of my blood? What's going on? So I immediately did that quest um, because the first two that come up are getting the house and getting his brother. And apparently getting his brother is lower level on the quest list. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to go get his brother. And did you do his brother or the house yet? Yeah, yeah the, I did the brother also for the same reason, because I always try to do the lower level things first. Okay, so was there anything else you wanted to bring up before we get into that quest? Because woo, it's a good time. I really liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. No, I, I can't think of anything else so far other than just like, yet again, emphasizing how extremely bad news bears everything is and how terrified I am of everything that's happening. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, Geralt is just like, yeah, what's up, man? Let's, let's, let's do this. I got to do these three requests. Easy. I got the brother's blood. I don't know how I'm going to get a house, but dude got me some blood. So whatever. We're good. A <laughs> little weird, but okay. I'll yeah, this, roll with it. This guy's not at all like mega strange. Mm, whatever. So you need help from Shawnee. Because he goes, oh, yeah, Shawnee's done a lot of work with them. She might know where to go. Um, how, how did you know that? Don't worry. Go talk to Shawnee. Got it. Shawnee, what's up? Hey, have you talked to some weird guy? Because, like, there's this weird guy. And, and you get there, and she's like, hey, Carol, nice to see you. I, what happened? And he goes, well, you, you have multiple options. And the one I chose was... Yeah, Code actually was a prince and it killed him and then immediately got... And then he just goes into the whole thing and she's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Well, I'm going to come with you for this whole whole thing, but it's kind of cool because when you get there, the Redanians are standing there and they go, uh, we were first. We need that potion because our people are sick. And so she goes back and she makes the potion real quick and then comes out and they do everything, but... It's kind of cool that, you know, establishes, yeah, she's a medic first. Yeah. Uh, which I really liked. And so far, I really like Shawnee as a character. She yes. seems really, really, like, cool. Like a medic and everything. And, like, she's, again, she's just sitting there doing her part. Like, like it. it's funny because, like, you know, we were sitting here talking about how Triss is the nice girl of, of the choices in three. Shawnee was definitely the nice girl choice in one. She is the nice girl choice overall so yeah. far. Well, that's what I mean. Like, Triss was nice, but Shawnee was still the nice one comparatively. She's like the mega, she's like lawful good. Yes, absolutely she is. Whereas both Triss and Yennefer are chaotic, but Triss is more neutral and you could make an argument for chaotic evil for... I don't think so. I think it would be chaotic good versus chaotic neutral. Okay, yeah, that's a better point. Although, I don't know if Triss cannot be chaotic good because of the whole torture thing. Okay. So they're both very much chaotic neutral, but on the neutral scale, if there was a scale, Yennefer would definitely lean more towards the... The bottom part. The bottom part, because Philippa's definitely chaotic evil. evil. Yeah. So you're right. Yennefer is not chaotic evil, because at the very end of the game, all she wants to do is stay with Geralt forever and fornicate. <laughs> every day all day and uh living her best life yeah that's definitely not evil there unless she's like constantly playing little jokes like in the very beginning of the game she throws out a joke where like a crab pinches his business and he's like i don't think that's funny like maybe she decides to end the session by like summoning a bunch of crabs and pinching them all over the place i, I don't know i don't know I don't know. These are just weird things that I'm thinking about just now. As These are very weird things that we should focus back on um, what, what, what we were talking about. Listen, sometimes I there's a reason I don't like sh- shellfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Shawnee's there and she kind of helps you. And basically you go into this crypt and you get to the front of the crypt and she goes with you this whole time. And when she gets there, she's kind of making this wedding band thing and you have multiple options and the option i chose was oh well you know it looks beautiful because the other option was wedding you didn't mention a wedding and it's like 
did she? How, oh, first how of long all, have you been talking to her, Gerald? Did, did you need to? Because yeah. you literally just met her for the first time a minute ago, and then you were immediately attacked after you killed the prince and taken away. So, like, when have you have had an opportunity right, to yeah, talk like, about a wedding? So I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And the other one was... um just something about something wedding. I can't really remember. But then the third option was, well, that looks amazing. And so then he talks about how good it looks. And it's like, you know, those surgeon hands and everything. And basically you get to the beginning of this script and she's like, well, that looks creepy. I don't know if I'm going to go in there. <laughs> sensible, sensible. And Geralt just goes, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go in. Well, turns out you get in there, you do the whole ritual thing and, all of the Von Elricks show up. All of them. <laughs> I love this game. And <laughs> I can see why people were like, oh, you really got to play the DLC when we talk about this. because And just... so there are like four or five of these dudes that are like, let's kill them. Let's get them. Oh, we're Von Elric. Fight, 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 fight. And I'm like, these people suck. His brother, you kill all of them. And then his brother shows up and he's like, hey, what's up, man? Girl's like, hey, they, yo, they attacked me. And he goes, yeah, I know. I watched. I just wanted to see how you handled the whole situation. You seem pretty cool. And he's like, okay, well, I'm here because I need to show you a good time or whatever. And he's like, here's the thing. I know that you had my brother's blood. Why? And Geralt's like, well, I don't really know, but your brother's fine. Because he's like, if you killed my brother, not cool. Yeah, we're going to have a problem. And then Geralt specifically goes, yeah, well, he's the one that sent me here. And he's like, don't really worry about the whole blood thing. And his brother's like, okay, fine. I'm like, I wouldn't have been fine with just ending it there. I kind of would still want an explanation on the blood, but that nobody seems. No one but Geralt seems overly concerned about any of these things. (laughs) Yeah, no one's like, oh, it's the blood. The family was like, oh, well, you must have killed one of us. But when you get to this place, it's. Shawnee specifically mentions that the whole family went on hard times and that this whole place is run down and there's basically nobody here anymore. And his brother talks about how, yeah, right days before I died, my brother had this grand plan to bring the family back to grace again and, and bring our family name up and everything like that. And he had this whole plan to like fix everything. And, you know, then I died and I'm like, okay, so the plan is make a deal with this crossroads demon thing or gin or whatever it is. Yeah. And we all see how that worked out because basically now his brother just can't die and now he's sitting there going, yeah, it comes to a point where you do everything and what's the, what's the point anymore? So it's the quintessential, I can't die, so why am I even still here? Im- the and- immortality of everything is boring because I've done it all. Yeah, and it's like... so. How long has the rest of this family been dead? (laughs) I don't know. Because it seems like it'd have to be a long time for him to have gotten bored. Well, it was enough to know that Shawnee had worked with that family. Right, which is why it's like... So apparently it's not that long that all of them have been dead. So how did he get bored that fast? (laughs) Apparently he just did everything that quickly. He's very efficient. (laughs) Clearly. He really knows how to get things done. He partied too hard. He did an Andrew WK. And, and now he, he destroyed that house. Which is why he needs a house, which is what I was thinking about earlier. Like He's like, yeah, I need a place to live. You, you had one. You burned it. Are you just going to burn the new one down? Because if that's the case, I'm not going to give you a new house. Like, buddy, you need to be responsible with this <laughs> next one. 
does father keeps, does father Geralt need to teach you responsibility? He just keeps burning down that one. He's like, well, I'm I'm sorry, you're never gonna uh, that wish still isn't complete. No, no, no! I got you a house. It's not my fault. You burned it down. Oh, it burned down. Again. We gotta get another house. <laughs> The third request is, I burned down the, the second house. I now need another house. It That's the third request. So many houses. He just, he understands that he's going to burn the second one down. <laughs> he planned for it in advance. And he's like, I'll tell you when you get there. Like, you show up at the house and his dudes move in and immediately burn it down. And he's like... <laughs> I had a feeling this was going to happen, so I'm going to need another house. <laughs> Turns out that was my number three. Yeah. This time, I want the Von... The people... What? Anyway. That one mansion from the game, because from the first... Well, from the first game, but from Witcher 3 base. Yeah. The mansion that you kept going to every single time for everything, because it's the only mansion and apparently the only rich people in Except the entire continent. Except for that burn his house down for no reason. Except for this burning house guy. <laughs> Where it's very clear that that also was not his house. Yeah. He was it was just somebody else's house that he burnt down. Yeah. Cool. When he, why don't you just move into your old house, which is still there? You can burn that down. Hey, buddy, I found a new house. Congratulations. It turns out it's your old house. No, the contract specifically said a new house. No, no, this is a new house to you. It just happens to be your old house. It's new to you now. But it's your old house from before. I understand this is difficult for you to process, but this is your house. <laughs> Forever. Oh, it's been your house. The bank repossessed it because that's a thing in and this I game. unrepossessed it. Specifically that dwarf from... Vivaldi. He is the bank. He is the banker. Rude. He is the banker. And he's he owned your house. Now, he doesn't own your house because I bought the house for you with the like 10 gold that I have to my name right now because of the rune guy. But I gave but those some, were very sweet runes, so it was okay. Yeah, so like don't worry about me. All I know is you have a house and your dead brothers had the time of his life. So you get there and well the brothers the brother decides, "Hey, there's uh he he walks over and he's like, "Let me grab my sword." He's a ghost and he can't grab the sword and then he goes, "I got an idea." Geralt goes, no, there's no one around. No, because there are two options of, I guess I can go find somebody to possess or like, no. And I chose the no, but I don't think, I don't know if you choose the, choose the other one or not, but I specifically was like, I think both of these choices are going to end in me being possessed because yeah. that's just the way things are going. Yeah, that's just how Geralt's day has been so far. <laughs> so now we're possessed by this dude and Shawnee comes down and there's one thing that he was very proud of in life. He is definitely the fun-loving brother. If his brother is Murder Town USA, he is that but fun-loving. The complete opposite. He's Party Town. He's party town. He he's, he's the guy that burned down the last house. <laughs> he's that guy. So what you're saying is that house burned down as a tribute to his brother. It's what he would have wanted. Exactly. It's what his brother would have wanted. His house To burns. party so hard, his house burned down. So he's very suave and Shawnee comes down and he's like, ooh, yes, I want that for my final day. Uh, because that's how he's going to get his the time of his life. And she's kind of standing there talking and she's like, uh, Geralt, what is going on? What's happening? And he's like, Geralt, I'm not Geralt. I'm Vladimir, Volomir, Volomir, I think. I can't. Names are Volkov something. Yeah. yeah. 
names escape me. Sorry. As a general rule. Yes. Even though he says it like a thousand times. He's very proud of himself. And so she's like, Geralt, what is going on? What is happening with you? And then he goes, no, 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 I'm not Geralt. I'm this dude. She goes, I'm really confused. And he goes, oh, just give me a second. And separates from Geralt. And now Geralt's like, okay, here's the deal. The dude's back. He's possessing me. And the whole time, the guy's having a conversation with Geralt. And Shawnee's standing there. And she doesn't see him, as you find out near the end of the conversation. And so he's like, shut up. She goes, I'm not going to shut up. What is your problem? What is going on right now? And he goes, listen, he's back. He's a ghost. The summoning was a success. He's standing right here. And she goes, it's just me and you, Geralt. What are you on? And he goes, well, apparently you can't see him, but he's definitely here. And he possessed me. And that's why I, I was saying weird stuff. Like, I don't have control. And she goes, cool. So I guess this is just what we're doing now. <laughs> and just like Geralt, Shani's just like, well, this is just one of those days. <laughs> and so you get up to, so he's like, I guess we're going to continue from here. And she goes, he's like, well, where are you going? She's like, well, I was, I was going to a wedding that I hoped Geralt would ask me to, but apparently just ignored me instead. And I was like, ooh. And then the guy goes, wait a minute, what? And then he separates from Geralt again. And he's like, Geralt, are you kidding me, man? Why didn't you go to the wedding with her? He's like, I don't really know what you... So basically, they're arguing back and forth again. And then basically, the decision is made that you are now going to attend this wedding, but he's going to possess you... During the wedding. he is going as her date with Geralt's body. And so now, the entire game, all the decisions you have made have all been yellow text or yellow-ish, but you get to... You can... It's a different color for the things that matter. There is an arrow next to which thing that you want. Mm-hmm. The arrow is now blue because you're Vladimir saying these things or Volomir or whatever his name was V. That's fantastic. The changing of the, uh, and so interface. now when you're making, now you get to play this whole section of this wedding and this party that you're at as him and occasionally him and Geralt separate because the rule is that if she wants to talk to Geralt, all she has to do is ask and the guy will separate, which he does reluctantly from time to time, but he still does it on her request. And um, the entire time he's hitting on her and the entire time she's like, no. And all of these funny things happen. Like there's this opportunity to um, get these pigs. To go pigs into this are thing. nemesis. You get this opportunity to go in to get these pigs, and they... <laughs> I'm losing it. My brain is just, like, going nuts. But basically, you you have all these opportunities to go through each one of these whole party activities, and I guess maybe we can dive into specifically the wedding a little bit more next time, unless you had anything to say on it. But it's just this whole situation that we're now in of Geralt at this party that's possessed by this dude, and Shawnee knows all of it, and she's just like, please behave. And he has the opportunity to talk to the groom, and basically all of the options are or the, the bride, and basically all of the options are, Groom sucks, dude! The groom is terrible! I don't understand why he isn't doing these things for you! And then the groom is obviously like, Whoa, what? <laughs> so I guess we can go into this a little bit more next time, I'm, I, in, unless you had any more details I, to share on it. But Not really. This is I'm, I'm actually just really enjoying listening to you regale us. 
<laughs> with your take on what happened. This this whole thing. So now we're just in this situation where we're Geralt. Possessed we, by We're this. a guy playing a guy possessed by another guy who we're also now playing. <laughs> the situation that I'm in is absolutely amazing. And now I'm getting like... I love it. I love it. I am loving every minute of this. And again, like, this is what it comes back to, like, I'm starting to see why people were like, oh, you absolutely have to play the DLCs if this is the kind of thing we can look forward to. Yeah, it's like, if this is the kind of stuff that I'm missing out on, like... Yeah, definitely. I'm very excited to play these deals. Is it's like I'm excited to play The Witcher again because it's like Witcher Four, but here's the ridiculous stuff. Here's the Peller with his cloned. <laughs> here's all all the crazy ideas that we were sitting on that we couldn't work into the main game. Yeah, exactly. And look, what what kind of insane mumbo jumbo can we just throw in here and be like, yeah, this is it. So now we're at the end of the episode where we're playing a guy possessed by another guy taking a girl to a wedding that the first guy not the possessor wanted her to go to but he didn't ask but this guy likes her and will go <laughs> it's just insane and i love it <sighs> so what are your expectations going forward well we're gonna have to get this guy a house <laughs> And we're going to finish this whole party conversation. Well, yeah. Because there, there, there is a lot more. And, and we're going to I haven't even finished the party. We're going to need to find out Mr. Mirror's whole deal, whatever that's going to be. Honestly, I don't even care. I don't even care what Geralt has gotten into because this is so amazing. Well, what he's gotten into is just nonsense in the best way. Exactly. It's like in the confines of this Witcher universe. This is real, and this is what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is my life now. This is Geralt's life at the moment, and he's just like, okay, so I guess this is just what this is just what it is. And so you're sitting there questioning Geralt over and over and over, like, how do you not know that this is demon? I don't think he even cares. He's just like, this is my life. This is what I am thrown into, and this is just it. You know, and someday in the future is just going to be me and Yennefer fornicating forever. And that's just basically I'm just hitting pause and waiting until that happens. It's like I'm fast forwarding through all the gunk and not really caring until I get to the end. <laughs> because instead of finding Siri, this is what we're doing. This is our life now. Now that Siri has gone off to become Empress or wandered off to be a Witcher, th this is this is it. I'm chaperoning a ghost. Here's the thing for you. This really could be after the story because your Siri is just a random Witcher going out and doing the same old things. And Geralt just occasionally wants to do Witcher work while being in love with Triss. But here's the thing. This whole shiny thing is clearly leading up to some romantical stuff. Romantical? And uh, you're not going to cheat on Triss, are you? I mean, I'm not planning to, but if the ghost makes me. <laughs> I don't think the ghost is going to make you do anything. No. Because I don't think Shawnee has made it pretty clear that she's not into what he's throwing down. But if Geralt wants to throw down later, she definitely will. Wait, wait. A female character in this game wants to throw down with Geralt? What? Yeah. I'd also like to go back and rewind a little bit and undo that mistake I made of not sleeping with Karametz in the main story. Only so that way at the end of the game I could be like, Lambert, yo, Eskimo buddies, huh, man? <laughs> <laughs> And then Lambert's like, wait, what? Hey, 
Really? <laughs> oh, man. Just as a one last ditch, just dig in there to Lambert like, hey, man, I'm an old guy who's been around the block a couple of times. Literally. <laughs> Your block specifically. Get him to do like one of those eyebrow wiggles as he tells it. Yeah, he's he becomes Dwayne the Rock Johnson and he gives him the look. You know, the eyebrow raise. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. with that. <laughs> yeah, with that, uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Video Games C2C with the number two, where we post about episodes and whatever else. Uh, sometimes I post my random Gwent high scores. I got over 200 in one round once. I, that's my new record. Uh, like 210, I believe. And <coughs> 213. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> And uh, we also have a Discord that, again, is our pinned tweet on Twitter if you want to join, where we just, you know, have some conversations and have fun. And you can also email us at videogamescovertocover at gmail.com. And like always, if you like what you're doing and you and you like what we're and, and, and you like to hear us talk, if you're picking up what we're throwing down, you know, and you think that other people might like what we're doing and like to hear us talk, if you could just... Take a few minutes out of your time and, and shoot us a review or, or, or send us a comment or whatever on, on your platform of choice. It, it it really helps us out. And like Andrew was hinting at before, we we have an extra thing in the works and, and we think people are going to be excited about it. So new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. I miss Yennefer. Yennefer.